Welcome back to the Love Brain Podcast. This is your host, Camilla Reese, and I'm here today with Taylor Hollingsworth. She's a good friend of mine. Um, she's very passionate about healthy relationships as well and does a lot of her own research on healthy relationships. Um, Taylor, would you like to say hi? Hi, how's it going? <laughs> um, pretty good. So today we're going to be talking about um, communication styles and just some of the greatest lessons that her and I have both learned about communication in the years that we've been married. Is that right, Taylor? <laughs> Absolutely. It's a it's an ongoing journey for sure. Yeah, this is definitely not something that um, you ever stop, you ever get so good at that you don't have to keep practicing. Wow, look at us. We're already diving right in. Let's just go ahead and get started. All right, guys. Um, So we want to start by talking about... um, setting the groundwork for productive conversations. So, you know, creating a safe space for meaningful conversations instead of um, defensive arguments and, you know, just really like the steps that you can take to create that place for you and your partner. Um, Taylor, would you mind starting us off? Absolutely. So the thing I think that's been most important for me to learn is to not be afraid of the word fight. Every relationship, hopefully, (laughs) um, every relationship you will fight. And that's actually a good thing. It's when you stop fighting and stop trying that I find you have more serious issues in the relationship. Um, The problem with the word fight is the negative connotation. You, you think it means being, like you were saying, defensive or overly aggressive or just not being productive. And so the main struggle that I've found is being able to fight productively and respectfully. Yeah. And so for me, that means getting to a place where you both can be heard without feeling like you're being attacked and being on the same side rather than being, you know, versus each other. Yeah. Totally. I think something you said there about um, like how there's such a negative connotation about the word fight. And sometimes it's like, oh, like people think that not fighting is healthy when in fact it's like, you know, the things that you fight about, sometimes they might not matter, but a lot of the time they they do matter. And there's always almost always something like deeper going on, like a deeper conversation that needs to happen to address issues that are actually really important to have like a better connection, a better relationship. So I totally agree with you there. Absolutely. And I think that it's so important that when you think of the word fight, you, you don't think automatically like, Oh, this is going to be a bad conversation. This is going to be something I don't, because if you're not verbalizing what you need and getting that out and you hold on to it and it becomes this just burning ball of resentment, that's where you have the issues that I find are harder and harder to solve as time goes on. Yeah, totally. I've learned so much about resentment. I feel like that is such a, like, one. I mean, one of the 
biggest can be a big downfall <laughs> to a relationship because I've definitely felt resentment before and it really like it frames everything so horribly because if you like don't solve a problem you don't you know you shove a, a problem under the rug and you're like oh I don't want to fight about it you just end up like feeling so much resentment for the other person or just for the situation and like everything that happens after that it's so hard to like see your partner in a positive light or you know you just like assume that when they do something it's out of spite or like out of you know because of the the thing that yeah. you know you haven't talked about and so I totally totally get that Yep, it just bleeds into everything. And it can come, like, that kind of mentality can come from a couple of different things. Um, like, I had a relationship where I felt like if I was too much or, like, too high maintenance, too much to deal with, that he would just be like, oh, see ya, I'm not going to deal with this. And so I held on to a lot of complaints and a lot of things that I was feeling needed to be addressed because I didn't want to be too much for him to handle. Yeah. And that was so much less healthy of a relationship and I was just a ghost of what I could have been because I was so afraid of that abandonment and so it can come from a lot of different places and so I think the first step in any sort of healthy communication is realizing within yourself what you want and what is holding you back from getting what you want and it's you know communication comes from everywhere but I think there's a lot of internal aspects in that as well. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh, I love what you said about, um, you know, like keep when you keep those things to yourself, it's like you're not being honest with yourself, and there's just like you're you're just like a ghost in a shell, you know, like you're, oh, exactly. you're not being who you want to be, and you're not getting the needs that you need met. Like they're just you're you're just not living your fullest life <laughs> when you're keeping you're all those things to yourself. Yeah. And it was, it was such an important, like kind of turning point when me and my husband, you know, you go through this thing when you're first married and you have that, uh, kind of that security of feeling like, okay, well we're married. That means he's here. He, he cares. And so maybe I can start to be a little bit more high maintenance and start <laughs> to explore that communication. And my communication style at that point in our relationship was very much avoidant and I, I would always just run and hide. And luckily for me, my husband would not have any of that. <laughs> he, he very much would not chase me down, but sit me down and say, no, please talk about this with me. And for me, that kind of approach at first felt very negative, very yeah. like, oh, he's not letting me have my space. He's not <laughs> yeah. letting me yet process. But I, that was something internally I had to get over because it was my own toxic kind of approach to an argument where I thought, you know what? No, any confrontation is bad. Yeah. And so to be able to kind of learn and grow through that and everything, that's that's where I really appreciated his communication style because I knew that if there was a problem, he would bring it to me. And there yeah. was nothing underlying or, or sneaky or something that wasn't being addressed. Totally. You just like felt like, you know, over, especially over like having these conversations multiple times and him showing you every single time that he was willing to sit down and really talk about it and be honest, it like yeah. really like allows you that space to just actually open up and talk about it because I'm totally with you. What Before 
And when I got married, especially uh, when my husband and I were engaged at the time, I was I was an anxious, more of an anxious style. Um, but I was kind of in the same boat where I thought conflict was like the biggest no-no, like talking about anything negative, like pointing about pointing out any of your partners, like anything they've done that's disappointed you or upset you. Like I just thought like, oh no, like you can't. If you, if you notice flaws or notice negativity, like, that's just you with a bad attitude and, like, you just need to right. take what, like, you just need to accept them as they are and, you know, but then it's, like, in the background, you're just, like, not getting your needs met and you're getting more and more frustrated and you're, you know, confusing yourself, questioning yourself, like, do I deserve these things and, you know, so I, I'm totally with you there. Yeah, and it it can be really really hard to make that transition, and it, it's painful for a minute. Absolutely, to go to a space where you feel like you can have a productive fight or a productive conversation, but it it is it does get easier, <laughs> and it's very very normal. I mean, I don't think people are really meant to cohabitate. <laughs> there's there's a lot of friction always and a lot of um, learning that has to be done for two people to live in close close quarters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of you have to yeah. feel a lot of commitment. You really do. And that's that's kind of where it boils down to are you willing to to try and come to a place where you both understand each other and trying to fight to get to that common ground. Yeah, totally. So what, I guess, what would you like recommend to be some steps for being able to sit down and have those conversations that you're talking about, the ones where, you know, you can actually talk about those underlying emotions and needs and um, kind of address maybe toxic behaviors or toxic thought patterns, just like, how do you even get to the point where you feel comfortable enough or safe enough to open up about those things? For me, a really, really important step was realizing that you shouldn't compare relationships, whether they were like intimate relationships, familial relationships. If you had an experience where you had a very negative relationship that affected communication Mm -hmm. and you can bring that into a new relationship and think, oh, he's only doing this because of this and making assumptions that they're not there for the right reasons, you need to be in a clear headspace. And for that, it it might mean therapy. It might mean couples therapy to come to a place where you can both feel safe. But I find that for me, I've had to do a lot of personal introspection to be able to come into a communication space where I felt safe. And there are so many different things, so many different tools that therapy can give you to make communication easier. Like some people, there is a really good use for like a pause button. Like if you feel like the conversation is getting too heated, too personal, not going anywhere, Mm -hmm. you can say, okay, we're going to pause, we're going to take a break, we're going to revisit this later. Personally, that's not something that super worked for us, but we did try it. So I think that therapy is fantastic because you gain a lot of tools a lot of things that may or may not work for your partner and you and I think that trying those things and actively making an effort probably mean more in the long run than you realize at first like actively 
new things to make your partner see like, okay, they want to communicate. Yeah. Just takes a lot of the negativity out for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Therapy, I also highly, highly recommend. I think there's this negative stigma about therapy in general, but especially couples therapy or marriage therapy, where it's like, if you, you oh, yeah. can only go to therapy if you're on the brink of divorce, you know, you can only yeah. go to therapy if you're, you know, like you've tried everything else when really it's like, it should be like a first resort, really. Like <laughs> if you can afford it or you can, or you, you know, can find the right therapist, like the right fit, I recommend it to every single person, even to do it before you get married or yeah, before you even like have any fights at all, just to go and learn some tools for, you know, like communication tools, healthy, like thinking patterns and just being able to like talk about, you know, maybe when future problems arrive, arise, how are we going to, how are we going to talk about them? Because, um, yeah, in my own marriage, like we did, uh, premarital counseling and that was the best decision ever because I I just feel like you know we just like you said it opened up this space for me where I never before felt like I could be honest about my feelings and um the therapist was such a great fit she's such a great person and like she was just so so good at pinpointing like emotions I was feeling and just like she was so good at being like, hey, I'm sensing some shame here. Like when you when you are talking about this situation, like I'm noticing that you're kind of sounding like you feel shame over this. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're right. You know, <laughs> start crying because I like had that epiphany where I guess she had it for me. But I was, you know, just just I told I'm just the biggest advocate for all kinds of therapy <laughs> because really just like is they're able to open up this this way of conversation that you've maybe never even had before in your entire life like I I had never been to therapy before that point and I like in that moment was like this is the best decision I ever made because I've never been able to think about relationships and myself the way that I do now so exactly yes huge advocate I think that it really helps having that space because when you're in the midst of an argument or a fight and emotions are high, you're not thinking clearly. You're just either you're hurt or you're feeling some sort of emotion that's preventing you from being productive. But when you're in some sort of therapy space, I feel like you can logically look at things and it helps so much having a third party that can be impartial and maybe point something out that maybe from your partner you would take a lot of offense to. Mm-hmm. But hearing from someone else, you're like, oh, okay, okay, that's valid. And then you can start to look at that further. Yeah. And so I think that that's huge. I, I recommend therapy to everybody. <laughs> yeah. And I, I also want to talk a little bit about something you mentioned a little bit earlier, um, just being able to, like, you were saying just putting in the effort and being consistent with having these conversations so it's not just like a one-time thing like oh today we're gonna lay it out lay everything out on the table and be honest with each other but it's like a consistent like hey I'm just reminding you for the 20th time today that I'm here for you and that I'm not offended by like like I want to hear what you actually have to say I you know I want to solve this problem like I want us to be okay this has nothing to it's not you against me like totally just like constantly reassuring each other and like 
honestly even to the point of being overkill like is honestly okay (laughs) and that has been probably one of the biggest things for me because I'm huge on verbal affirmation Mm -hmm. um so for my husband to go out of his way even during arguments to be like Taylor I promise you I'm not mad at you I just want to solve this I love you it's okay yeah and for that like that fear of mine away was was huge and he every single argument, every single time will go out of his way to say that. And that's made all the difference for me. And I've picked up that habit as well. Mm -hmm. And so something that if you can extend that olive branch, it's very meaningful. And especially in, in, you know, from a partner, like hearing that and having that moment to hang on to is so important for me. Totally. I absolutely agree with you. I think that is like, probably one of the best things you could possibly do to just set that groundwork for a productive conversation like seriously just you're setting up the stage for success just by like you said extending that olive olive branch and and you know really making certain that this conversation we're gonna have is has is not about blaming each other shaming each other or um any other sort of like toxic behaviors it's like this conversation is going like we want to come out of this on the same page or to add an understanding like we want to come out of this feeling loved and appreciated and heard and just like when when you like make that expectation clear that hey by the end of this I want you to feel heard by me or by the end of this I really want to feel like we care about each other and we have each other's best interests at heart that's like totally setting it up for success. 100%. And it's sometimes it's really hard to to trust that. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been in manipulative relationships and everything like that. It's sometimes that can be hard to not make those assumptions. Mm-hmm. And especially something that I think is really important to say is everyone has toxic habits yeah. or everyone has something that can be construed as manipulative or abusive. I mean, it's just human habit. Yeah. And so I think that it's most important, like, especially internally, I had to realize a lot of the toxic habits that I had in arguments Mm -hmm. and things that I still do and I have to correct. And so I think it's really important to look at your partner with as much as possible, only the, the best, you know, lens. Like, Oh, they're not, this to hurt me or abuse me or manipulate me maybe someone did in the past but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah definitely and and that for me has been really important because everyone is going to say something that is manipulative or toxic or even like abusive at some point nobody is perfect Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so as long as your partner can and you can take accountability and commit to do better every conversation is going to get better after that yeah so kind of I don't know it's it's a lot of flexibility for me in communication and a lot of forgiveness sounds a little bit hoity-toity but like a lot (laughs) of like we're both gonna say things that hurt each other and we're both gonna do great but at the end of the day if we can say hey this was not good of me to do. I apologize. I am working towards it. We have seen so many things change in our conversation styles because of efforts that we've made. And it's possible and it's probable 
And I feel like not enough of that is said in relationships. Like everyone expects it to be perfect, especially mm-hmm. after you're married. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. totally. That's like, that should be yeah. the expectation that it, I mean, we all come, we all have our own baggage. Absolutely. Like we all, even if you have the most healthy, stable childhood and of your entire life and you know, you're still going to come with, you know, a myriad of baggage. Just we accumulate it. I mean, it could, you know, you could have been bullied. (laughs) It could have, you could have had a bad relationship with a parent, really, really bad toxic relationship in high school or in college or whatever, like whatever it is, we all carry around some, some heavy baggage and it, it does show up and manifest in those sensitive arguments that you have with your, with your partner, you know, like I definitely see how, can see how, you know, some of my own personal battles do show up, like, you know, those insecurities, they, like, really manifest themselves when, <laughs> when you, yeah. um, in, have a conflict. But yeah, so that's why, you know, it's so important to recognize your partner's imperfections and your own imperfections. And, um, just recognize that you both come from different backgrounds and you both have, you know, your own, your own challenges that you, you deal with. So, um, it's really important to just recognize that you're both human and really come to an understanding of that before getting into, you know, a a sense, a topic or a discussion about a sensitive topic. Absolutely. And I think that especially with me and my husband, sometimes the things that we say don't translate as well to each other as we think they do in our minds. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and it made perfect sense. But he'll still be looking at me like, what what language are you speaking? <laughs> and so maybe acknowledging that, you know, what you're saying is not coming across the way you're meaning and try and try and try to get them to understand in a way that they're comfortable with and they're actually absorbing yeah. is super because everyone's trauma is different and everyone's communication is different and it's it's just important to try 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 yeah i there's just no amount of effort that like it, you're it's always going to require effort to to talk to have conversations to communicate like you're never just going to be a master communicator you have to be, at least for me, like you just, I have to be intentional every single time. Like I have to make a note that, and you know, am I coming across as clear as I can be? Am I actually hearing my partner? Like, am I actually like hearing what they want me to hear? And, you know, are we actually coming to the conclusions that we want to get to, you know? So it's such an intentional practice. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I think we're coming to the end of this part, part one of this episode. Um, In episode two, we're going to be talking about some more about communication styles and just understanding each other's communication styles better um, and how to kind of like balance each other out, I guess you could say. some of the, so I want to go over the communication styles just right now, and then we'll reiterate them in the next episode. Um, but we're going to be talking about, um, so there's the passive communication style, there's passive aggressive, which I think a lot of people are familiar with. 
Um, and there's aggressive. And then lastly, there's assertive. And assertive is kind of the, the one that we want to get to. But I think we all, I wouldn't say we all just have one communication style. We kind of rotate between some of these um, mm-hmm. or, yeah, kind of switch back and forth between some of them. So we're going to talk about, you know, just how to move from one to another and kind of understand, like, am I being passive aggressive right now? Or, you know, like, am I being honest with, with my partner or myself? And just, we're going to dive into some of those, um, topics, I guess, or issues. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for joining me today, Taylor. Um, I can't wait for part two. (laughs) We're just going to be keeping going. I love talking to you. Yes, it's been so fun. I'm so excited. We'll have a, we'll have a good time. <laughs> okay, awesome. All right, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Love Brain Podcast. If you liked this episode, please like and subscribe or leave a five-star review. Those are always appreciated, um, and they help so that I can continue to make this content.